Well, welcome to episode 11 of Let's Ask an Expert, a show where a novice host asks expert guests above average questions. And I'm your host, Andrew Smith. Thank you for listening wherever you may be. Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, go ahead and do so at Let's Ask an Expert, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, you can subscribe and listen to the show wherever expert podcasts can be found, specifically Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, that sort of thing, Stitcher as well on there, uploading new episodes on a weekly basis. Uh, my guest for episode 11 at this time is an expert on video editing for YouTube and Instagram. If you've ever watched a sneaker performance review on the super popular YouTube channel Wear Testers, and you've likely heard her voice off camera, and you've even seen her on camera as well. She runs Instagram account for Wear Testers, where you can find behind-the-scenes shot, teasers to upcoming videos, and much more. Additionally, she's an avid runner and a mother of two. You can follow her on uh, social media at This Is Mrs. Wing. And give her a follow and subscribe to the Wear Testers brand on social, especially YouTube at Wear Testers. Please welcome to Let's Ask an Expert, Jody. This is Mrs. Wing Chase. Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, um, how you doing today? Because this, I'm doing well. I have to say that this is, yeah, this is being recorded on election night, and that's it's quite a night for the show. Quite a night yeah. for everybody. <laughs> this will be uh, something I remember for the rest of my life, probably. What were you doing? Oh, damn. There's my dogs. <laughs> uh, what were you dogs doing? Dogs are into it. <laughs> Election night 2020. I was talking with Andrew on his podcast. And this is your podcast debut. Is that correct? Yeah, I've never been on one before. I just, I didn't even know what a podcast was till the end of 2019, I started listening to them. And I got to say, I understand the appeal. They're awesome. It's, yeah, like, I think a big thing of it is that you can do a lot of other things while kind of casually tuning in and out of the conversation. But you just, like, there's something very almost white noisy about people talking or even, like, yes. someone telling a story about yes. it. Yes. They were my favorite. I don't get to as much anymore because of what has happened in 2020. Um, but I would go with my husband, Chris, aka Nightwing, and I would go and film B-roll of him playing basketball. And I would just sit on the sidelines and listen to a podcast while watching him go up and down the court. It sounds like quite a night. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tell our audience where you're from originally and where you currently reside. Sometimes those are two different places. Yes. So originally we're from the Bay Area, uh, Sunnyvale, which is close to San Jose, Santa Clara, Cupertino area. Uh, and then four years ago, we moved up here to the Sacramento area. And yeah, we're Bay Area transplants. And that is, so that, that area you were just describing uh, that's about what well, you tell me, I guess, uh, about like what, like half an hour South of San Francisco or is it more? Oh, in the Bay area. Yeah. Uh, it'd be like about a 45 minute drive, uh, depending okay. on traffic. I've been to, uh, Sacramento before in San Francisco, uh, like into downtown San Francisco, went to a 49ers game 
in 2011 at Candlestick Park, one of my favorite sports memories of all time. And I actually have a few friends that are either from or still live in the Sacramento area. I forget where exactly, but I do have a friend that lived downtown, so I got to see that. Uh, West Sacramento is where a couple of the other friends were from. So um, kind of familiar with the area. Been there at least a couple of times. So I like it. Nice it's area. a giant, giant city. <laughs> I feel uh, like you could get lost there very easily, but at the same time, the way they have it mapped out, it's very like, oh, if you're on K Street, you can find this area. So, and I'm sure your pocketbooks have to be thanking you for moving from the Bay Area to to set to well anywhere else, right? Because Yes, we where we lived in Sunnyvale, we were actually less than a mile uh, from where they put in the new Apple. And that was probably the most disheartening thing, watching these houses go up for sale and these little cute houses and they would get sold for so much money and then they would just get bulldozed down because it was for these people <laughs> who were coming into the area so they could work at that apple and going i'm never going to be able to afford to live here <laughs> I, i've seen story. i mean and this could be a, like a whole nother episode itself but i've seen and read stories about the housing crisis going on real estate crisis that's going on out out in that part of uh, the country and it's just to people in ohio it's mind-boggling yeah, it's just the prices that that some people have to pay for for living out there. The uh, two bedroom it, apartment we moved out of, I think, mm -hmm. was going for like two thousand a month, and mm -hmm. after we left, they they got up to five thousand dollars a month Ugh. for rent. <laughs> I lived in a twelve hundred square foot two bed one and a half bathroom apartment uh, in Vandalia, Ohio, which is. It's a very small town, but, and it's near, it's very much near the airport. And this place was behind uh, a couple car dealerships. So you heard a little bit of like speaker noise throughout the day. That being said, that whole, that place uh, was $530 a month. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a difference between the it's Midwest like a, and yeah. uh, Bay Area, California. Uh, in keeping with tradition on the show, I invite all my guests on Let's Ask an Expert to enjoy a drink with me. It can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, whatever you prefer, Jody. Which you end up going with today, tonight, I should say. I'm hydrating. Um, I'm getting all the water in me as possible because uh, after this, I'm probably going to have to sit down with some wine as I watch the news mm -hmm. unfold. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, I have my water. I have. I, I was drinking some tea actually, some green ginseng tea with uh, local, locally sourced honey, and it was very Ooh. good. Yeah. And um, I have a Gatorade Zero Glacier Cherry just to kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just there. I have a lot. I have a lot of beverages. A lot, a lot of beverages over here today. Well, let's, uh, let's start with this. You know, most people know that YouTube is pretty crowded social media platform, especially for creators. You have to do a lot to stand out, right? And what you guys have been able to do over at Wear Testers is create a very distinct look and feel for your videos. How did that a process evolve over time to what someone would see now versus, you know, maybe a few years ago? 
Well, I can't speak for all of our time on YouTube. Chris started this 11 years ago, 12 years ago, maybe. Uh, maybe it's about to be 12 years. And that's like and the Wild West days of YouTube, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen our first video or his first video. It's in our kitchen on <laughs> the countertop. And it's just, I think he might have even recorded it on his phone or some some super old camera. I don't know. Uh, so I joined, I started editing the videos a little over two years ago. And I just basically was like, here, let me help you. You are obviously overwhelmed. I don't know how you've been doing this for so long. Show me what to do. And uh, you're going to laugh or anybody who knows anything about computers is going to laugh at because I had this little cheat code that would sit next to me that would say, control V copy, control C this, control B for cut, because that's how little I knew about what I was going to be helping him do. And um, Chris is really uh, the mastermind behind everything. He, he has a certain vision and a look for what he wants put out. And I just kind of said, okay, I'll do what you want me to do. Um, but hey, I think this is funny. How do we do that? I want to insert this little joke. This is what comes to mind when I hear you say this. And so that's how the there was some gifts before me, uh, but there's many more now. Some people don't enjoy them. To, to them, I say, why not? Like, it's just a cute little laugh there. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it breaks it up. Yes. And sometimes those little little clips make it so that we can transition to a new topic and it not be so awkward. Yeah. It gives a clear I, cut and we're in a new place. So there, there was very much a, a back and forth about his vision, as you said, and then the ideas that, that kind of just kind of organically came to you. Is that. Yes. Like he, right? he, um, we don't have scripts when we sit down to record. Uh, he is an encyclopedia when it comes to almost all things shoes, but we definitely know the topics that we're going to hit and we follow that. But also because I'm there, thing conversations flow and so we don't always stay on topic, which has made our videos longer from say what four years ago but they're also more entertaining i think i i would agree definitely um and and you guys like you had that that back and forth vibe and like i said you guys have this very distinct look and feel but for someone who's never they're either not into sneakers uh shame on them or they've never <laughs> i can understand that <laughs> no, no, no. i know so much stuff about sneakers because I've had them in my life for like 17 years now, but I didn't expect to know all of this stuff. <laughs> well, for someone who's, who's never, who maybe, uh, you know, they wear shoes, but that's kind of where it starts and ends for them. And they're not like, all, like into sneaker culture, that sort of thing. Or maybe they just haven't watched a wear testers video. What would you, how would you describe how it, that, how a video looks to someone that maybe you're just like, you meet randomly on the street or, or somewhere? 
I would say that uh, it's very clean. Um, it's not just a guy sitting down with a camera. We definitely have a, a nice stylized look. We've incorporated a second camera, which actually was an accident. It, it started with, we had the main camera and then Chris was like, hey, I kind of want some B-roll where you can see it, the shoe in my hand and I'll be talking about it. Can you bring the camera over? And so it was just me standing off to the side. And then I was just like, well, um, I'm going to focus on you as well. And so that's how our, our second camera, it feels like you're kind of watching a television show, except for instead of there being this long drawn out 20 minute story, it's a uh, 10 minutes, kind of educational, kind of quirky, not kind of educational, definitely educational because all of the information you need about any given sneaker, it's there. But then there's also fun anecdotes and little behind the scenes stuff that you probably weren't expecting, but you're going to find out. And you're, and you're kind of staying for that, like you're, you're coming for the knowledge the tech, yes. all that kind of that stuff you're saying the, for the entertainment. Yes. I forget exactly how Chris coined it, but there was definitely a tagline for a bit. You came for the, came for the shoes, stayed for the conversation. I remember that. Um, well, you know, like another interesting thing about that second camera is it really breaks up that. So you have that like kind of direct address visual that you have of like the hard camera, the, the main camera, Chris talking directly to the viewer. But yes. then usually a lot of times, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times when you, when you go to that second camera, that's just angled just slightly, a little bit. Looks like it's like way out of the way, but it probably probably not. And it's like you guys are having the conversation, and we're the casual observers of that, right? It kind of breaks up that little little difference of of someone talking directly to you, and then it's kind of like, well, what about? It's like you know, he has to maybe sometimes remember, did this shoot come out last year or? Was that that this colorway or did we already do a review on that? That sort of thing. And you have that kind of casual back and forth. And it's like, and then back to the review. Yeah, I, I like that. The side side camera is my favorite visual we use. Not everybody loves it because there's a lot of critics and we've been asked to remove it or don't jump to that camera as much, but I like it. I think it makes him more personable because, and I, I specifically stand behind that camera. So that way when he is talking to me, like you feel like you are a part of that moment. Well, first of all, is Martin Scorsese watching these videos or who are, who are these directors? I know. There's saying, so many. Saying this sort of thing. <laughs> YouTube is the wild, wild west. Like, it gets rough in that comment section. Let me tell you. I could just see some some guy watching this on like a laptop in you know in his room with his Jordans on, with his arms crossed, going, "Nope, nope, that's not <laughs> how I would do it. Nope, wrong. I'm gonna tell him about it." Mashes yeah. on his keyboard. When you're editing a video, um, what what's that process like when you when you sit down? I mean, you you probably have like a bunch of stuff. Right from just like even a performance review or a uh, a detailed look and review, which is kind of like a preview to the performance review. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of, that's that's got, seems like it's got to be a lot of work. And I've I've done YouTube videos before, but never to that degree. Um, when you have all that just footage and and things you know that you're going to put in there, how does uh, 
how, how do you how do you know when to kind of like put things where you guys do is it just sort of what you when you think it's good to insert like a cutaway here or change cameras there or um what does that what does that editing process look for you look like for you well first of all what you guys might see is a anywhere from eight to 13 minute video i start out with including the b-roll at least 45 minutes of footage Ooh. and <laughs> um the nice thing is though because i'm there for all of it i already know like now when we're filming i'll stand there and i'll be like that's getting removed i don't like what he said there or um that's not it doesn't add anything to what you guys are going to see so it's kind of nice when i'm sitting down to edit i know as soon as we get to this part oh i can jump forward say three minutes and just delete it so it's definitely cut down mm. on the time that i have to put into the video versus two years ago when i'm asking chris can you tell me what buttons i'm supposed to push here where just cutting down all of the like pregnant pauses dead air that mm -hmm. would take me five hours and that that didn't even have overlays in it but at least i i felt like i was contributing because i was taking something off of his plate but now now we're a much more well-oiled machine i feel but uh, you know a little like side story about uh let's say my channel but my podcast it took me when i the social graphics i do with the uh, superman kind of text super oh yeah it's like your thumbnails yeah yeah that so that's taken from a tutorial and, and then i just play around the colors and the, and the stroke outline and, and that sort of thing and i've kind of like grown it from the very first one i did but even the first one i did which looked terrible compared to the one i, I just put out today uh that like 17 no it's like a 15 minute tutorial on youtube took me like three hours to, to like piece it together and get it the way I thought it was good. And even now I'm looking back going like, Nope, not very good. <laughs> I completely understand. Chris is in charge of the graphics for the thumbnails. The, the thing that is supposed to catch your eyes and have you click into our videos. He is so quick at them. I take the pictures, but he, he puts everything together, blurs out this part of the picture, adds the, the word overlay makes everything look fantastic. He's shown me how to do it. I've done, I've done three, I think. I had to do one for him two weeks ago and I instantly started sweating going, you want me to do what? <laughs> because uh, Photoshop is not in my wheelhouse. It's a beast. I, it I just, a, I, <laughs> It's a beast of a program. Here's the thing about it that people don't don't realize if you've never used it or you've used it once, it's kind of like math. If you don't do it for a while, your your like your math muscle, your math mental muscle gets super weak, and yes. it's like going into the gym saying like I'm going to squat 305 pounds today. Like your legs are going, no, you're not, and yeah. <laughs> you know, and they like tear your back out. Same thing there. It's not a lot of things I've learned how to do on a computer are basically just through going in and screwing around. That's not really a program where you can do that. You can, but it's just going to take you a lot, lot, like exponentially longer to get to your finish point 
And exactly. The good thing is, though, there's a ton of tutorials on uh, YouTube that just basically break down how to do them. The thing is, you still need to work through them and do them not just once, but multiple times and kind of like not just know how to do one thing one way, but kind of, you know, break that apart. And like, what if I did, did this now I've learned something else, but again, you still need to practice it. And there was a time, you know, I took some time off from this show and stopped making thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, when I went back in there for the first time, it was like, how does this work again? Kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, I think they, I think Photoshop as, as a whole has made the program a little easier because you can kind of hover over things now and in the 2021 version. But a few years ago, it wasn't like that. It was just kind of like you open the program. It's like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. It can be anyway. Um, what, uh, and speaking of, of software and programs, uh, what do you, what software programs do you guys use to, to edit videos and, and, you mentioned Photoshop already for social graphics, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I use Final Cut Pro. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any other way to edit videos. Like, <laughs> I think there's something you can do on the our iPhones and stuff, but I'm not fluid in that. But I know how to work Final Cut Pro, and I'm happy. Uh, we keep speaking with our partner drew about maybe upgrading things and just with our like with our camera equipment upgrading sounds fantastic but at the same time i'm like oh no it's a whole new learning curve and that's going to add eventually obviously cut down time but to get there it's going to add so much time me learning the new software and i get nervous yeah well i i mean just as we were talking about Photoshop, but I can, it's like, cause you know, you want to put things out when you need to, they're relevant to when like a release is coming up or something like that. You don't have forever and yeah. And plus everything else going on in your lives. Like exactly, you know, that, that's that you got to balance that sort of thing. Um, for editing and stuff like that, did you guys, did you watch tutorials or how'd you do How'd you get better at doing that kind of thing? Chris did all of the heavy lifting there. Like I said, he's been doing this for so long. So basically, I feel like I kind of came in after him and was like, can you teach me what you did? And he's, I, I guess we're all kind of like this because I've had to teach in my old jobs. I've had two kids, so I've had to teach whoever's replacing me, like, this is how you do my job now. And you know, kind of like with uh, toddlers and stuff, when you're showing them how to do something and then they have to do it and you're like, why is it taking them so long? Uh, he had to do that with me because I'm like, what did you say again? Can I write that down on a sticky note? I don't know what you said there. And it's just working that muscle of memorizing and then you just, you know how to do it. So Chris, Chris did all of those tutorials and then I just basically had him teach me and then I've added in random things. Nothing makes me happier than finding a really good GIF or clip and putting it in there when he doesn't expect and making him laugh. I'm like, yes, because you know, who doesn't love making people laugh? Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm aiming for. So not to bring that guy up again, but the guy who 
kind of crapped on my like, why do you guys put in so many gifts? They're annoying. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> They're so great. <laughs> yeah. A cross-armed guy sitting at home. <laughs> nope. Not how I do it. Nope. Yeah. What would you say is um, like the most challenging part of, of editing videos specifically for your channel? And then you can even like make maybe answer that more broadly too of just editing in general. Probably, like I said, we start out with a lot of footage. So even let's ignore the B-roll side, just us talking to each other. Um, even if you want to do just the part where it's actually me on camera with him, you guys probably only see me on camera sitting with him for say one minute to three or four minutes. The thing is there's probably at least 10 minutes total. So it's finding in there what adds to the video, whether it's educational or just kind of leaves the video, has the viewer leave feeling good, like they didn't waste their time. Because I don't want to waste your time. And I don't want you guys to leave in a bad mood or anything. So picking and choosing what flows and I don't know how else to put it. But definitely, if you want to go to the part where Chris is just on camera and I'm editing his portion, making sure that everything's covered. You want to know material? You're going to know about material. You want to know about the traction? The traction's definitely going to be there. You're going to see it. You're going to hear his thoughts on it. But what if Chris goes on a tangent about Ninja Turtles? Was that tangent necessary <laughs> to the video? Yes. Does always. he bring it up again later? You know, kind of things. Because sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I want to remove little portions, but oh wait, he brings it back up again. And if he brings it back up again, you're not going to understand what he's referring to if I didn't leave in that 30 second clip earlier. Right. So it's a lot of, I kind of feel like a juggler, <laughs> making sure that all the little tidbits are there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you got to meticulously pour over the details of things like you just, that's a great point about what you just said, because it's not just enough. Like we just need to make it shorter. It's like, well, you could, but then if you're leaving things out that don't provide context to something else mentioned later, then the viewer is going to be lost. Right. And then you'll, you'll hear about that from cross arm guy or, or whatever, you know, but so it's right. just kind of like, it's making it make sense while also being, uh, entertained as well so that yeah I was nodding like through most of that but of course you couldn't see me do it <laughs> I was like I should just say like yes I agree with this um you know one thing I've noticed about your brand wear testers you guys are very accessible through social media and through your your discord community which we can we can mention that as well I love our discord community what and I love it too um why why is that important do you think for a brand especially of your size over half a million subscribers um to be someone that kind of interacts with the fans that's not always a pleasant experience you know especially when it comes yes. to the sneaker ads but you guys you guys do i mean you guys are you guys are in there retweeting or replying or liking and it's not just kind of you know when things are great you guys are saying like, actually this part was here, or he did say this, or, you know, there, there's some corrections when there need to be those. It's a little yes. bit of everything. 
I think the great thing about our Discord community is so we found that we do have a lot of supporters, but we also have a lot of silent supporters because, like I said, the YouTube platform, anybody can say anything about anybody, and there's a lot of bullies. But the Discord community we found because there's a fee, so whether you're paying $5 or $10 a month to be there, obviously somebody who hates on us isn't going to put money up to go into a community where everybody else who is paying to be there obviously wants to be there. They like what we're doing. So to pay money to go in there, I don't, and you don't like us. I just don't even understand why you would do that. And we haven't had that happen, but in the discord community, everybody can speak their mind. So if they like something, they can say they like it. If they don't like it, we can be like, why didn't you like it? And it's just a much more free area. You can be yourself and not worry about some guy sitting who knows where, who just feels like picking a fight. And nobody wants that. Like, I don't even know why you would pick a fight with somebody, but nobody wants to feel like their thoughts are being belittled. And we don't do that over in our Discord community. It's a, it's very kumbaya in there, I feel like. <laughs> I, I agree. It is. And there's, there's a fair bit. And I know you guys see this on your end of like drive by insults and stuff on YouTube comment sections of, oh. of people just like trying to think like, you know, they're like, nah, 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 boom, got them. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really great about myself. Whereas we're having like a real discussion and a yes. back and forth and asking questions about just like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, in, it's just even like these are the sneakers I'm wearing today. It's a real community. I like that. And a lot can be said about how things get lost in the written word. Like there is, you can't hear if somebody's trying to make a joke because everybody's sarcastic and sarcasm does not come through well in the written form. And so when you think you're being cute and funny, you're hurting somebody's feelings. And then, I don't know, it's just YouTube. YouTube's a crazy place. Uh, Chris and I, Andrew, all three of us go through and look at the comments that are coming through and we're the ones who are responding to everybody. And sometimes we're having to go through and be like, oh, I don't want Chris to see that. Like that was a mean thing, nasty thing to say. And Chris tries to do the same thing for me where somebody has said something mean about me and we don't always catch them. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, they thought this about me. Like, why would you say that about me? But I don't know. People, I guess they don't have much better to do. I'm not sure. But all of that is not there in the Discord community. Like, it's a much, much more friendly place. Well, I wanted to talk about, like, the comments maybe you've heard or like just even feedback good or bad that you've had because you've been more of an on camera i'm gonna say like personality like you're putting on a character it's just you but you've been more on camera with uh many of the uh, the videos and your your regular appearance on those um what have you heard or experienced as as being more on camera as as opposed to kind of like behind the scenes 
Well, since I'm a female, there's a lot of thirsty comments, which Chris likes to make fun of me about, whether it's, oh, Mrs. Wing, she's so hot, or she's so cute, or other things like that. And I don't know. I like the comments where they think I'm funny because <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not like working hard at trying to be funny, but you know, I try to be a fun person. And so if you quote me and something I said and you think it's funny, like I'm like, yes, gold star today. <laughs> um, some of the hurtful things have, I don't know, like it's crazy, but why do we have to talk about my weight? I'm not even a heavy person, but there have definitely been comments like that. And there have been comments about more so when I wasn't on camera, but people didn't like hearing my voice. Like, can you tell her to shut up? They didn't like Chris talking to me off camera and, you know, a little making fun of how my voice sounds and, you know, those can get me down. <laughs> it sure. makes it sometimes be like, oh, great. I can't wait to go out and record our video today, you know? They can't even stand the sound of my voice. So that, that'll that be frustrating. But for the most part, uh, it's been pretty positive. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know why people think it's funny to cut people down. I think it's, yeah, it, it's being, trying to be cool while being cruel. I don't, yeah. I mean, it's like, why does, yeah, why does anyone, and, and I'll, I mean, let people listening yourself and let anyone listening to the show in on a little thing. Like I was bullied when through most of grade school and through high school and stuff like that. Not fun, you know, and I, my, I guess I'm lucky in, in the case where it's like, I hope to achieve a, the, I guess, quote unquote level of fame that you guys have worked hard to achieve through your channel with this podcast, but because I'm so small now, I'd, I'm just happy if anyone tunes in, you know what I mean? But like, so I don't have to hear about that kind of thing, but I've never mm -hmm. liked the sound of my own voice. People could say it's nasally or, um, I don't know, I'm losing my hair, which is also <laughs> true. Um, and, and things like that. And I just, I can only imagine the strength and thickness of skin it takes to consistently put out video content because at the very least I get to hide behind the computer and just talk to the microphone. There's no video element to this yet. Uh, I don't know if there ever will be uh, not so much because I'm like scared of what people will say about my appearance. Just, I don't know what it adds to it just right now, but um, yeah, like I, that's especially as a woman, I, I, I feel like that's, that's gotta be tough. And I, I get the, like, uh, well, I don't even know if I, not that I'm saying you would like wanted to quit or anything, but just the, I don't know if I want to do this today kind of feeling just because of what something else, someone else might say about it. Right. That I, ugh, I feel like Chris and I have to be each other's cheerleaders. Not that we need cheerleaders every day, but some days he's not really into it. And I'm like, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> and then some days he'll be like, are you okay? Do you got this? And you know, just knowing that at least we're not doing it alone. So I don't even know how he did this for so long and held on to the passion for it. Like that's definitely like 
there has to be a passion in this for you to continue doing it because otherwise what are you doing it for? Yeah. Well, I can tell you guys definitely love it too. I mean, that, that to me comes off as organic. Um, I say consistently, I love your stuff and I love your channel because I, I do, but really though, like I can tell you, you guys, obviously Chris, but you too are passionate about what you do and you're passionate about being creators and you're passionate about sneakers. And it would, I think to enough viewers, not just myself, but enough viewers, they would catch on, uh, that you're just, you're pushing something or you have a different agenda or an ulterior motive of some sort, or just, I don't know. I think they would know, but yeah, you guys, it's, it's authentic about it. I mean, the, the comments about the sneakers or the way the videos, it just, it feels real because it is, I think. And I wanted to ask you one more thing before we get into the fun stuff. You know, we were talking about the the dynamic of you being um, on camera more and then as being a woman in the in a male dominated industry like sneakers. I'm not sure what the breakdown is in, in YouTube of creators, but what's that like for you of, of being kind of in that industry? I guess what's nice is I feel like I just get to be I just get to be me. I don't really have somebody that I'm trying to be like. I only know how to be me. I am not naturally a sneakerhead. I just happen to be married to somebody who really loves sneakers. And I enjoy talking to him about what he likes. I think it's interesting how much he loves everything about Jordan brand, Nike, Reeboks, all of that. And when I'm talking to him, I'm not just going, yeah, mm -hmm, okay, babe, like I'm listening to him. So because I'm listening to him, I'm storing away this information so we can talk about it whenever. Like, oh, a new colorway drops? Well, tell me about this part on the shoe. Um, so, I, so I feel like I'm kind of in a unique position. Sure, there are plenty, not plenty, but I've been to uh, some sneaker events and there are women there who have following, but I'm not like any of those. They, a couple that come to mind, I don't know their names. I'm horrible at names. Me too. <laughs> but um, like there was one where she wasn't really into sneakers. She was more into just clothing in general and she started getting into sneakers but because she was already big because she had a following because of her appearance she now also has the sneaker guys following her because she's wearing the cute shoes i'm not like that <laughs> like i'm just not um i'm a mid-30s woman with two kids and this just happens to be the business i'm in and like you were saying uh, Chris and I are very real. If I don't know something, I'm not going to fake that I know it. I'm going to be like, oh, what is that? Um, and like you were saying, if, you, if you're not authentic, eventually people are going to figure that out. So I've never tried to be like, oh, I know everything about every single Jordan model. I know a lot, <laughs> but I don't know everything. And if you have a story about it, like, please tell me, like, I'm interested. Maybe I can tell Chris something that he doesn't know kind of thing. Yeah. And that, well, that's like the base, whole basis of this show. 
Like I know, I don't, I know some things about some stuff, but there's a lot of stuff I do not know. And that's why I bring the experts on to talk about it. And it's like, I can kind of learn from my guests as well. But I think people really appreciate that honesty of like, I'm just not sure, you know, like, I don't remember that or I just don't know, or I can't, there's even things that Chris doesn't know that he's admitted to on camera, believe it or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> that Pentium chip brain of his when it comes to sneakers uh, and, and like 90s pop culture and stuff like I fondly remember that that same era, but sometimes not to the degree that he does. I'm like, dude, that's right. That did happen that way or that's what that was like, you know, and it's just kind of like, you know, other person kind of fills in the blanks. So I get it. I do. You guys are doing awesome stuff. Um, Thank you. I Yeah. Big fan. We're going to get on to the bonus round. This is the fun stuff I was talking about. Okay. Okay. Time for the bonus round on let's ask an expert. Five questions sometimes, but not always relating to my guest area of expertise. Jody, your favorite sneaker, of course, of all time is the Reebok question. There's uh, no doubt about that, right? If you've watched any of the wear testers videos, you know that you just love that sneaker. Let's so pretend. Much. Let's pretend. <laughs> yes. Let's pretend for a second that one of Reebok's head of design comes to you and says, you know what? We want you to design the This Is Mrs. Wing Reebok question sneaker. What would that thing look like? Ooh, I actually have an answer for you. Okay. Only because, uh, was it last week, the week before, we just had a video come out on the Reebok JJ4. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a JJ trainer, Watch isn't it? Shoe. Yes. And what they did was, their mission was to take the Reebok question and make it into a trainer. And I don't know. I like it. I saw the women's version. It's white with a gold toe and I like it. It's sleek down because I don't like big bulky shoes. I don't, there's, I'm a little person (laughs) and I have little feet. So I like much slimmer shoes. So if I could have the Reebok JJ4, which just so happens to look like a question, maybe keep some of the gold on there, have some maroon, my favorite color, with some white. There you go. I would wear those. There you go. It sounds Reebok, if you're listening. Send me not. a pair. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> See those things designed. That'd be awesome. Hey, so for question two, other YouTubers, hopefully listening to this podcast, maybe wondering... How can I make better B-roll? What would you what would you suggest to them? Oh, I feel like you have to have something kind of interesting in the background. Um, especially when you have that that depth of field where you're kind of like, oh, is that back there? I'm not quite sure. Look at this beautiful pan shot. I really like those sweeping kind of B-roll where it's just pretty the whole time. Um, and making sure that you have the B-roll stretched long enough so you can enjoy it, but not so long where you're like, all right, cool. Yes, it's a shoe. I, I don't know. There's something to that sweeping. Plus there's a hint of something in the background. I think that looks wonderful. Yeah. So like you're saying like kind of enough that the viewer kind of goes, all right, we get the point. And then back to the person or, you know, whatever it may be. And make sure you have a nice, what we use, actually, I'll tell you exactly what we use. (laughs) My favorite transition on Final Cut Pro is the cross dissolve. Mm -hmm. And that's that, that thing where you see 
say it's on Chris, but we're going to go and talk about materials. And so you'll slowly see him fade out as we fade into a close-up shot of some leather suede. And if, if the B-roll is then also panning. So it's just everything's moving softly. I think that looks great. It's a very, yeah, it's a very clean transition. You know what you guys need to have just like out of nowhere is like one of those really obnoxious star wipes or something that you'd see in like a <laughs> 1990s camcorder kind of thing. And just go, whoa, yeah. like that. Really right. wacky. You probably, probably wouldn't make it off the cutting room floor. Um, don't include that. <laughs> Question three, uh, multiple choice of these Sacramento and Sacramento area celebrities. Okay. Okay. Which one would you most like to have on a future wear testers video? And if you don't like the five I'm going to give you, you can suggest one if you have one at the top of your head. Okay. Okay. Kevin Johnson, retired NBA player, uh, former mayor of Sacramento, I believe. Um, Joan London, who uh, was the host of Good Morning America from 1980 to 1997. I actually have this pulled up in my laptop. It says she has seven children. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Eric Armstead plays for the 49ers right now. Molly Ringwald, of course, Breakfast Club. <gasps> Molly Ringwald? And well, LeVar Burton. Even... Do I need to even read the last one? LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow. Yeah, forget about him. Oh. Molly, Molly is the answer. Oh, man. I love LeVar, though. But Molly Ringwald, yes. <sighs> Breakfast Club, 16 Candles. Those were like staples for me in high school. So it would have to be her. She was born in Roseville, California. Oh, okay. Okay. That's like 30 to 40 minutes from where we are. Okay. It's still part of, as far as I understand it, right? The Sacramento area. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Close enough. Uh, in question four, fill in the blank. If you're ever in Sacramento, California, Sacramento area, make sure you stop in and grab a bite to eat at... Okay. So I'm going to send you to two places. You're going to have to come into Elk Grove, though. Uh, which is, it's just kind of like what you were saying, where Molly Ringwald's place, but Elk Grove's much closer to Sacramento. So you are going to have to either go to, or both, you're going to have lunch and dinner in Elk Grove. You're going to have to go by Jimmy's. Jimmy's Superb Subs, I believe, is, I like is that the name. full name. Yeah. But he does not just do subs. He does everything. You want a burger? He's got a burger for you. You want a burrito? He's got a burrito for you. But what you need to get is the number four or the number five. It's Indian food. It's this delicious chicken on rice. Our whole family, even my daughter, who's super picky, we love this dish. We have Jimmy's at least once a week. Um, so definitely go there. And then you also need to go to Kuteri's. I don't know the full play, full name, but it's a ramen bar. Mm. But the name is Kateri. And oh, they have a cheese ramen. It's so good. Uh, they also have spicy ramens. They have all kinds of ramens, but I love the cheese ramen. Wow. That sounds very filling all, all over, but very delicious all the same. You did an excellent yes. job of selling me <laughs> both of those places, my dad. <laughs> It's not just like, well, you could go to is like, no, this is it. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm there. And as a, as a little plug, I guess the Coteri place is in the same shopping strip as Phenom and Phenom is the local shoe store that we get a lot of our sneakers for our videos. So you you can go 
see what they have. They, <laughs> the way their shop is set up is very cute. Uh, Phenom, I believe, used to be a sushi bar. Who knows when? Way before we got here. But they kept the, the sushi boats. And so they put their shoes on these little sushi boats and they go around on the little river thing. It's very cute. Oh, that's cool. I like that. You you just don't get that experience at a Foot Locker. No, you, know? you don't. Yeah. It's just two guys staring at you in the back wanting to see if you're going to buy anything. And that's it. Right. That's what you get. And talking, in, talking into their little microphone, making yeah. sure you don't take anything. Um, question five. Uh, give us some advice. You know, we, we talked a little bit about B-roll uh, already, but like some advice for new and up and coming YouTubers to make their videos stand out uh, from the ever crowded creative atmosphere that is YouTube. What, what can they do, whether it's sneaker stuff or makeup tutorials or anything like that? Just kind of like a general rule of thumb. Maybe you could give one tip. What would it be? Ooh, there's so many little tips you could give. One would be to make sure you're doing something that you're actually really interested in, because I can't imagine getting into something, say, like sneakers, just because it's cool. I don't know how you would make all of these videos and just just because they're cool. Like, I feel like you'd have to really, really love and be willing to learn all about them so you could deliver the information properly. Um, but also know that sometimes you're going to make mistakes and be willing to refilm whatever it is if it didn't come out the way you want to. Oh, if anything, that should be my, that should be what I say is for the B-roll, you need to film it at a high frame rate because that's how we are able to do those slow-mo shots is it's at a high frame rate and then we slow it down by a certain percentage. You cannot do that successfully if you forget to change the frame rate on your camera. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> there has been many a times where I'm like, babe, you forgot to change it. Or uh, when I'm doing his on-feet shots and I'll go inside, plug it in to put it in video and I'll be like, babe, I need you to put the shoes back on. <laughs> I messed up. And it's just being willing also to laugh at yourself because if you're not laughing, you're going to start crying when you make those mistakes for the hundredth time. But yeah, you have to, you have to have fun with it also, because again, if you're not having fun and you're not loving what you're doing, it's just, it's just going to be another job. And I don't know. You just, you have to be into it. Yeah. Love, love. Is that enough you, advice for you? That's, that's a very, very well-rounded answer. Love what you do though. I mean, yeah. Like I, I love interviewing people and learning new things. That's why I like doing this. And I've done a number of, like we were discussing before the show, like digital side projects where I just like start a blog on something I think I'd like. And then yeah, I get, I go, I, I'm kind of tired of it. And stop like a few months later but this is something that's sustained and obviously for you guys wear testers has sustained and and the sneaker channel has sustained and and that's something obviously you guys like to do i mean who are you you know it wouldn't be something that chris did 11 12 years ago to now and that you guys would want to keep going and make it grow into the thing that it's become so right yeah that's you guys are living proof of that i give the last word uh, on the show to all my guests, you're of course no different. 
So whenever you're ready, go for it. My last words. Mm -hmm. I guess I hate to sound corny or something, but definitely be kind to each other. It's so much easier to be nice. Just, I know we're all wearing masks these days, but you know, smile <laughs> because it's, it's a tough world out there and just being nice to each other can really make the difference for somebody. Really, when you're on YouTube and you're going to leave a comment, think, is this going to uplift or help that person out that you're talking to? Or am I just in a bad mood and I'm sending out negative vibes? So be kind. That That's my final word. Very nice. I like it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, I know you guys are swamped over there at Wiretesters, but I really appreciate it sitting down talking here on election night on a podcast. <laughs> no thank you you've kept me from uh staring at the tv going oh my gosh yeah. so thank you for having me yeah well uh i i again really appreciate it for my expert guest jody this is mrs wing chase of wear testers and wearetesters.com i am your host andrew smith and we will see you next time on let's ask an expert peace